Are you frustrated with your government contracting journey? Do you feel like there's just something missing in your business, but you just can't put your finger on it? Are you finding enough opportunities? Are you struggling to win the few opportunities you do find? Do you have a plan of attack or a strategy for this market? Would you like somebody to review your current approach? Maybe it's time to consider getting a coach. Our team of coaches have helped our clients win over $13.6 billion in government contracts. We've figured out how to help companies just like you accelerate in this market. Market. If you want to find out if coaching is for you, go to federal-access.com forward slash govcon coaching today and fill out a coaching application. I will personally respond to your application and schedule a time for us to talk about your business. There's no cost for the session. There's no obligation. There's no hard sell or anything like that. What I will guarantee you is I will review your top challenges and give you detailed advice. And if coaching makes sense for you, I'll walk through your options. Visit federal-access.com forward slash govcon coaching today to get started. Now let's get into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. My name is Michael Lejeune and I will be your host today on Game Changers. This is part two of a two-part series where today my guest and I are going to be wrapping up our discussion on how to sell to the government. During the series, we've been focusing on eight strategies you must master if you want to be successful at selling in this market. The strategies we've been sharing in this series are the exact strategies that we have used to help our clients win more than $1.6 billion in government contracts. So every technique, every strategy we discuss is outlined in detail in the government sales manual, which over the last five years has become the Bible for how to sell to the government. You can get a free copy of the government sales manual by visiting our sponsor for today's episode, the Federal Access Program. To learn more about how to get your free government sales manual, please visit the link below this episode or go to federal-access.com forward slash join. And so let me go ahead and kick things off by welcoming our guest, Josh Frank. Josh is my business partner and co-host here at Game Changers. And I, I won't have him intro himself because that's on the first part. <laughs> but uh, but welcome back, Josh. We're glad to have you back and uh, glad to wrap up this series. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm glad to be back. And uh, uh, the second part of the series is, uh, is, is for me, is pretty exciting. And, and I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, this is this is a lot of really fun stuff. And so if you missed part one, go back and listen to part one. But uh, just as a quick recap of the series, we covered the first four strategies that you need to master. Number one was understanding the basics of government acquisition. That's that's a big one there that often scares a lot of people. But, uh, you know, we, we really talk about understanding the basics, not every little detail. Number two is understanding how to create a market strategy. Number three, understanding how to market and how to communicate value, which a lot of companies do very poorly. And so this will really help separate yourself when you learn how to really communicate value. And then finally, number four we covered was understanding that learning to apply what you've learned is more important than actually educating yourself. And so, you know, learning to apply it is more important than actually learning the stuff, if you will. So you can go to a lot of conferences and all that good stuff. But as they say, nobody ever learned to ride a bike in a seminar. You actually got to get on the bike and actually do it, right? So today, we are going to kick off by starting with number five. And I, I think this is one of 
the best topics. It's not the best, but it's one of the best topics we ever get asked about. It's a huge topic anytime we speak to government contractors at conferences or whatever. Strategy number five is understanding that teaming is about relationships and not opportunities. So, Josh, why don't you take it away for us? Awesome. All right. So, most co- all right. So, Mike, most companies uh, that are selling to the government understand the uh, you know prime subcontracting relationships. Yes, there's others. You know, there uh, you know whether it's a joint venture, it's a CTA with GSA schedules. Uh, I mean, there, there's a whole bunch of different ways you can you can partner, but a strong programmatic programmatic teaming strategy uh, of prime and sub. Sometimes you're prime, sometimes you're sub will increase the number of opportunities in your sales pipeline by up to 400%. You know, most companies, they focus on opportunities. And on the outside, that sounds, well, yeah, Josh, of course I focus on opportunities. I'm not, why would I talk to a company if I don't have an opportunity to bid on or to team on? But think of it this way. If you wait to find teaming partners after the RFP is released, you're probably too late. Uh, many companies complain, you know, we hear, you know, complain about being on a winning team and not getting any work. And, and, and for our listeners, you know, if, if this hasn't happened to you, it happens all the time. You're on a winning team. Two, three years later, you've got a press release that says, hey, we're on a winning team. We're, we're on this contract. But you've got no revenue out of it, Right. A lot of that happens because you're focused on the opportunity and not the relationship. Yeah. You know, and I think that is such a big thing that we're talking about here because again, people tend to get in there and focus on the money instead of in on the short term. And I always talk about, you got to be in this for the long haul. And if you're in it for the long haul, you're really about building the relationship and looking beyond that. So, so for you, you know, what's the bottom line for companies that want to successfully team? What's that X factor? Oh, you're, there you go again with, with, with these cool, uh, cool metaphors, the X factor. All right. So, well, for teaming, the core focus needs to be in pre-acquisition before the RFP or the RFQ is released, right? So, so for our listeners, you know, again, I'm real big about, you know, there's, there's two sides to this. There's pre-acquisition, there's acquisition. If the RFP or RFQ has been released, you're obviously in acquisition. So, you know, there are dozens of strategies, dozens and dozens of strategies for positioning with other companies long before an opportunity is identified. And so, you know, if you if you want to win government contracts, you want to consistently win government contracts, your focus needs to be in pre-acquisition, right? It needs to be before an RFP is released. And if your corporate, if your market strategy, right, we talked about that in the, uh, in the first episode, if your market strategy is sound and it's solid, then you're going to be focused on building relationships with companies because there's mutual value between your companies, not simply to win a, a single opportunity. And so, you know, if for our listeners, and a lot of them are like this, if, you, if you're one of those companies that you really don't talk with other companies unless there's an opportunity to discuss, you're really selling yourself short and you're really seriously 
uh, impacting the number of opportunities that you could have in your pipeline today. Yeah, and I, again, I, I think this is one of those areas where if you would just look at other partners as, like you said, they have the ability to increase your pipeline by 400%, and, and think of it like that, I think people would start to nurture those relationships differently mm-hmm. than yeah. just looking at them and saying, it's a one-off contract, I'm going to nurture them through this, and then we're done. I mean, it really, you know, it, and it's the difference of looking at a company and saying, you're worth $100,000 worth of revenue, or you're worth $5 million worth of revenue over the relationship, you're going to treat it different once you really start to see what that relationship is worth long term. And now you just need a few more of those relationships instead of always beating down the door and looking for new opportunities. You're looking for relationships to grow instead of opportunities, which are one offs. You know, yeah, to, it, it, yeah, it's well said. Yeah, yep. you know, to to me, that's kind of the difference between a, a business and what I would call like a fire sale, where where you're looking for opportunities <laughs> instead of looking for long term strategic growth. It's it's just a, a very different mindset. And so, you know, now I, I know because I have seen the manual, I've gone through it. Um, you know, I've I've helped with it, you know, a bit, and and I know there's an entire module on teaming strategies. Can you give some examples? of what you're talking about around these teaming strategies so our listeners can understand a little bit more, you know, the, the techniques and strategies piece of the discussion. Yeah, sure. You know, most companies, again, we've worked, we've worked with thousands of companies over the years. Most companies need help with, you know, when and how does a teaming agreement get signed? You know, I, we're not going to go into crazy detail on all these. You can pick up the manual and, and, and you can, you can, see what all these are, but, you know, most companies don't sign a team agreement until after the RFP is released. Horrible way of doing business. Uh, I mean, you won't get on the right teams. Uh, you, you'll get on, if you, if you sign a team agreement after, uh, after an RFP is released, odds are you are not going to be on a competitive team. Uh, I mean, there's, there's always exceptions here, right? But, but in general, when and how does a team and agreement get signed and how does it get negotiated uh, is critical. Uh, how to negotiate work with a team uh, in a team and agreement, you know, especially when the prime won't guarantee a percentage of the contract. Well, there's techniques and strategies you can use to get locked into a task area, maybe, instead of a, a specific dollar amount. Um, you know, really important uh, how do you convince a prime that your company should be on the team, right? I mean, our listeners, there's a ton, many of our listeners that have, you know, tried to get on a team and the, the prime says, hey, sorry, we're, we're booked. Uh, there's no more spots. Well, it, you know, if I told our listeners today, I can give you a strategy right now that will guarantee 90% of the time you will get on whatever team you want to get on. That's nine out of 10 times. Nine out of 10 times. The company, that one prime you want to get, you want to be a part of their team, you succeed. That's a part of what's in the manual. That's part of the techniques and strategies. So, you know, um, some of the other stuff, you know, how to use a winning or losing team you know, if you lose an opportunity, how do you facilitate for additional teaming opportunities? Uh, you know, how do you use your teaming partners to increase the number of opportunities in your pipeline? 
this is, you know, these are five of, you know, maybe a hundred different, you know, major techniques and strategies. Um, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and you know, what I like about the ones you've listed is I, I think these are some of the most popular, what I would call roadblocks for companies. So I'm just going to go back over a couple of them and, and, and give us a quick spin on here. You know, how to negotiate work, you know, in the teaming agreement when the prime won't guarantee a percentage of the contract. That for a lot of companies is a, is a deal crusher. You know, they can't get their percent, so they just walk away. So having a strategy that can get you around that We'll get you on the team. <laughs> you know, the, mm -hmm. it's as simple as that. You know, you know how to convince the prime that you should be on their team. You talked about that one. You know, when they say they're full, typically it's they're saying you haven't convinced me that you by showing me your value for me to open up the floodgates and let you in. So, so being able to show to communicate your value, which was another strategy in here to get them to do that. So these these are roadblocks to you. You know just losing in the government and losing your momentum. And even the one you, you mentioned there, um, which I often forget about, you know, how to use a losing team to create more opportunities. You know, most mm -hmm. people look at it and go, well, Bob, well, Joe, well, Sue, we did our best. I'll probably never speak to you again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know that, that's kind of how that works instead of, Hey, you know, we put together a killer proposal and we missed it. We should we should be working together and, and how to take advantage of that. So these are just a couple of the areas here. I like how you touched on those because those are all things that become roadblocks for companies that become I just call them they're like shut doors. They just shut doors on future business. And these are opportunities that you've already invested in that can actually help you win if you just use some of the strategies that Josh is talking about here. So so with that, let's let's move on. Let's talk about strategy number six, understanding basic and advanced strategies for writing proposals. Uh, this is uh, well, uh, first, we could probably do an <laughs> we could probably do an 80 hour 80 hour podcast uh, on proposal writing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's just, there's so much on it. Two weeks, you know, 80 hours, two weeks, it's probably an understatement here. Uh, and we do need to keep all our podcasts well under 80 hours. In fact, we're trying to keep them at like 30, 30 minutes here. So, so what's your high level <laughs> view of proposal development? Well, you know, proposal writing, it, it, it's a challenge, right? For, for many companies, but it, it really shouldn't be. Uh, simply, it's experience, right? It's it's going through it several times, either uh, uh, it both as a prime and a sub. Uh, you know, if you when you're a sub, you get access, right, to 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 other companies' proposals, and that helps the maturity of your proposals because you see how others do it. Um, you know, everyone starts with none. Right. Everyone starts with no proposals or maybe some from the private sector. Uh, and then you end up having templates and using past proposals for content and new ones. Mike, <coughs> excuse me. You know, you can take uh, there's a dozen courses, right, that you could take. There's dozens of training programs. There's a thousand books, webinars and consultants that focus uh, on this aspect of government sales. So. Our focus, at least from from you know government sales manual perspective, is to identify what are the key challenges, what are our recommendations, what are the baseline core techniques and strategies 
that every company must master when writing a proposal. And then when you're done with that, right, and your company is, you're feeling confident and you're like, you know what, I'm, I, I need examples of, uh, you know, uh, of resumes. I need examples of matrices. Uh, I need examples of how to do a past performance write-up. And oh, by the way, I want examples of proposals. I want to see other companies' proposals. At that point, that's federal access, right? Federal access, there's hundreds of resources. Um, so, you know, while it didn't start out this way, helping companies apply, apply proposal concepts it eventually became a, a separate entity uh, within the manual all to its own. Yeah, and I, I love the concept of, of really keeping this simple and understanding the basic and advanced strategies. And in fact, we've done several podcasts on proposal writing and things like that. Some of my favorite are with uh, Kathy Barkowski. Uh, she's written some, uh, she's, she's produced some, some really great content on this and just keeping it super simple uh, because that is really what it takes to win a lot of times and you just need to understand the basics of the proposal development side of things so uh, as Josh said there's a lot of resources in the manual there's a lot of resources in federal access on this topic uh, but understanding those basics is, is super super important so so let's let's move on to strategy number seven we're gonna be talking about having access to proven step-by-step -step techniques and strategies and you know th this one is huge uh, at least for us we're always talking techniques and strategies but for our listeners can you explain to them why are techniques and strategies so important sure <laughs> so I, I said it, I can't remember if I said it uh, in, in, in part one or if I said it earlier on in this episode, but, you know, our resources, our company, the success of our clients, the success of our, of our members is all a result of technique and strategy, okay? So by definition, learning to apply what you've learned right? We, we said this before, learning to apply what you've learned requires techniques and strategies, right? So, you know, all these companies that, you know, have been to all these training events and gone to training sessions at conferences and paid consultants and been to small business offices, the list goes on, they all learn stuff. But, but understanding what your next code is, understanding how to spell government, understanding how to find opportunities, that's all great and it's important and you have to know how to do it. But if you don't have techniques and strategies, then you're part of the 50% that don't win any contracts, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, most business coaches, uh, consultants and advisors and mentors uh, and counselors, for the most part, everyone in our market focuses on the exact same things. Right. Um, you know, uh, Mike, you and I were talking earlier before the podcast about, you know, FPDS. Everyone focuses on data. Right. Everyone focuses on data. You know, here's FPDS and you can identify who buys what you sell. Well, OK. They you know, everyone has a common focus on where to find opportunities. Uh, everyone has, uh, you know, tells you you got to go to a small business office. Everyone tells you you got to. You know, you know, teaming is really important. You know, of course, very few tell you that, you know, the first three or four contracts that companies get are as subs, subcontracting. 
Most companies don't prime. You know, I, I, does, I, I, I've done the research. Most companies don't prime their first contracts, right? So, you know, so in many cases, many cases, if you've been to one small business counselor, right, whether it's a, uh, with the federal government or it's a nonprofit um, or even a paid consultant, if you've been to one, <laughs> you've probably been to them all, right? Mm. Um, so, you know, let me summarize. What, what's been lacking is an ability to take the information from all these training sessions and education sessions and books and webinars and learning to apply them. And here's the important point. Tailor them to your company in a manner that helps you win contracts, these are the techniques and strategies that every company needs in order to win a government contract. You know, and, and, and by the way, you know, this whole, you know, having access to, you know, techniques, step-by-step -step techniques and strategies, it's the reason that the government sales manual is 450 pages because that is what the manual is all about. Yeah, it's all it's all about the techniques and strategies and so you know you you made some really important points there and and I want to stress this to people. If you are in a position where you need help and let's say you've exhausted all the free resources, you've gone to the PTAX, you've done that, you've exhausted all that and now you're crossing the bridge over into paid services. One of the questions you need to ask the consultant that you're interviewing or consulting companies is what are you going to teach me? You know, you know, what, what are you going to do? What systems have you created? What, you know, products and different things like that? Get a look at what they have because most of them will have a page or two worth of proprietary data, if you will, that outline the basic steps. And that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and when you talk to a company like ourselves, and, and we're not the only ones in the world, but when you talk to a company like ourselves, we're able to say, we wrote the book <laughs> on government sales. Here's the <laughs> manual. It's 450 pages. So 450 pages. Hey, here's federal access and all the resources in here that are going to step by step show you how to do. And, and we can share things with you. If you're going to hire somebody to help you, they need to have some of those resources because those resources are the real techniques and strategies. And that's the difference between a company that's like everyone else and has no, what I call artifacts. There's no artifacts in their company other than their marketing material. Those are the people you don't want to hire. You want to hire people who have these artifacts where they've not only written some books. Uh, and in fact, I would say if all they've done is written a book, maybe you just buy the book for 20 bucks off Amazon and don't hire them. Uh, you, you want to hire people who have dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of artifacts because that displays a level of applying what you've learned, not just teaching you the same thing over and over again. So, so just a, a total side note there. If you're going to be hiring a, a consultant to help you with, that's a really simple way to figure out who the good ones are and who the not so good ones are. So, anyway, well so, said. So, so anyway, we're we're going to close up with strategy number eight here, and I think this is a really really good one. It's going to segue into federal access a little bit, but uh, number eight is having access to rock solid. And I love the way we always say that rock solid templates for marketing, <laughs> prospecting, sales, teaming, proposals, and whatever else in the world you could possibly need. Right? You know, there's templates for everything uh, because you know the, the ability to accelerate government contracts is one part application of knowledge 
which is applying what you've learned and one part access to the templates and example documents that you kind of hinted on a little bit ago, Josh. So, so why, don't, why don't you jump in there and talk about having access to all this rock solid, you know, templates and, and examples and things. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, talk about the perfect segue, you know, your, your points about you know, artifacts, right? Well, that's what number eight is. Uh, I mean, number eight, you know, having rock solid templates for, you know, uh, the wholesale cycle from marketing through proposal, etc. You know, it's impossible. It is impossible to truly learn to apply what you're being taught if you don't also have access to examples of every single document and template and technique that you need to execute your strategy. Now, some will argue, some that are listening will argue, well, I don't have to have every one. And my response would be, you are correct, but it will take you several years to truly accelerate into the market, right? And so in general, in general, we learn through a combination, humans, human beings learn through a combination of hearing, seeing, and doing, right? I mean, anybody that's taken a business course uh, knows the hearing, seeing, doing, you know, the monthly webinars, that, you know, so, all right, so part of this is, is obviously federal access, but, you know, the monthly webinars, uh, the Game Changers podcast, you know, this podcast, uh, the weekly playbook market updates, you know, those are video market updates uh, that, our, that our members in FA get every week. Those are all hearing and seeing, right? Those are multimedia. And then the government sales manual focuses on seeing. So you've got, you know, the webinars, game changers, podcasts, playbook market updates, that's hearing and seeing, government sales manual focuses on the seeing alone, and then the hundreds of templates within federal access, you know, the, the ones that, you know, help companies accelerate into the market, that's the focus on doing, right? So, you know, I would, I would finish with, we don't live in a vacuum, right? None of us do. I'm well aware there are several well-developed programs on the market to help companies win government contracts. But you'll be lucky, lucky, uh, if you can even count the number of programs on a single hand that fully execute the hearing, seeing, and doing. And, and, this is my plug, and are both award-winning and nationally recognized. I mean, again, uh, you said it already, but it's the reason why our clients and our members have won billions of dollars in government contracts. And oh, by the way, 95% of those billions of dollars are all small businesses. Yeah, no, that that's really huge. And, you know, for, for me, the thing about it is, about number eight specifically, is I am one of those people that I learn a lot by seeing an, an example. You know, you can talk to me about what should be on my capability statement and uh, what should be on my government landing page and all those types of things. You can talk to me all day about that, but the moment you show me an example, uh, you give me ideas of what should be on mine and best practice of what should be on mine and even the look and feel and organization. I mean, all those things come into play once you actually see a template or an example in practice. Yeah, and, 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 you know, for our listeners, um, I, I want to briefly, uh, because this was a, 
uh, we don't often do two part episodes, right, Mike? Right. Uh, it, it's normally, you know, it's a single subject and, and it's 30 minutes. Because we did a two part episode and because we went into a lot of detail on these eight, um, uh, unless you're already going to do it, can I run down those eight? Yeah, and no, just, have at it. Okay. Okay. So, so, you know, this podcast, this series, two-part series, is about how to sell to the government, the eight strategies you must master. And what we talked about was, one, understanding basic acquisition, right? Basic government acquisition. Two, understanding how to create a market strategy. Three, how to understanding how to market and how to communicate your value once you have a market strategy. Four, the criticality of learning to apply what you've learned, right? That's more important than educating yourself or going to training. Five, understanding that teaming is about relationships, not opportunities. Six, understanding basic and advanced strategies for proposals. Seven, you got to have strong techniques and strategies. It's huge. Techniques and strategies are what are going to help you win. And then number eight, the last one, having rock-solid templates so that you can quickly execute your strategy and accelerate into the market and not just win, but consistently win government contracts. Uh, well, well, thank you for recapping because I, I think that's super important. Um, I, I, I love everything we've covered in these two episodes. I think this was an outstanding series. Uh, and as I said before, not, not just for new companies, but for companies that have been doing this for years, you know, th this is reminding people of the fundamentals and some of the big challenges that they may be facing. And the second part of that is their solutions for these big challenges. You know, part of it is in products and services we have, you know, the government sales manual, federal access, part of it is just you being aware that these are challenges that you face. And once you're aware of it, you can start to address it. And so whether it's with us or anyone else, that's a huge part for us is just being able to bring you that awareness that you you have these challenges. So, so thank you so much for uh, bearing with me and doing two full episodes on this. <laughs> I, I, I think it was uh, really, really valuable. And I, I know our listeners are going to get a whole lot out of this. Uh, you're you're quite welcome, Mike. And and, and a final shout out to our listeners. Uh, you know, after you've listened to the podcast, uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, run run over to LinkedIn um, and and put some feedback. Let us know if you uh, what you liked. Uh, if you if you uh, want additional information for future podcasts, uh, we we love getting feedback. Not just from our clients and our members, but uh, but also from those that have never heard of RSM Federal. Uh, we love that feedback. And feel free to send us a connection request too. So Absolutely. Feel, feel free Absolutely. to do that. So so thank you again, Josh. And I also want to take a minute to thank all of our listeners for joining us today on this episode. Remember that you can find every episode on iTunes. Just look for Game Changers for Government Contractors and subscribe to the feed to make sure you get every episode. And last but not least, in fact, probably the most important thing I'm going to say today is please visit our sponsor for today's episode, the Federal Access Program at federal-access.com forward slash join. Uh, when you visit the site today, you can learn how to get a free copy of the government sales manual. And last, be sure and tune in next week for lessons from our experts on how you can win more government contracts. 
Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.